Okay, so we're at the um, Wearable Technology Show. Um, I'm Dan Hawkes and I'm with Sue Nelson and we're here to interview um, Stefan Schmelek from Bioself Technology. Hi Stefan. Hi, good to be here, thank you. Um, I've been doing some, um, oh, a long time ago, some, some behavioural change campaigns in terms of working for the NHS and trying to get people to stop smoking and all that. And that was, but it's very much through using marketing techniques. Now, I know your background uh, as a sort of, you know, clinician. Um, you were also into very much into behaviour change, but from a slightly different angle, aren't you? Sort of clinical angle. Could you just tell us a little bit about your background because this is fascinating in Harley Street. Mm, thank you. Yeah, I mean, behaviour change is the, the great holy grail and it's uh, the hardest thing to achieve. Um, telling people what they need to do isn't the hard bit, it's getting them to do it that's hard. Uh, and what I've um, noticed over the last 10 years or so is the techniques that we've been teaching people to help manage stress have become less and less effective. Uh, partly because people don't have the attention span, partly don't, they don't have the time, the patience, uh, and even if we teach them the techniques, they then don't do them. And nothing works unless you do it. It's a bit like joining a gym and not going. It's not terribly effective. Don't you find that people want instant um, solutions, though? Because, because we're so used to having everything quickly, that actually change takes a bit of time and, and people just want an instant solution. And it's not possible, is it? Well, you're right. People do want instant solutions. And I spent years um, banging my head against the wall, realising suddenly one day that I wasn't actually really doing anyone much good, myself or my patients, um, because they weren't going to change. So rather than be purist, I made a decision one day to uh, use technology to fight the problem of too much technology. So what we're surrounded by this issue of continual partial um, distraction. Uh, people's attention span has reduced. People's ability to put five, ten minutes aside has reduced. So there's a point at which you can't dumb down the techniques any longer, um, any further. So, you know, you had the, in terms of stress reduction, you had the um, 40 minutes a day. I trained a Don, John Kabat-Zinn mindfulness techniques. Uh, that went down to like 20 minutes, 10 minutes. And I think I saw you know, the 60-second mindfulness the other day. There's, there's a point at which it just simply doesn't do anything. Um, so, um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just, can I just go back to that point where you're saying then, we are so overstimulated, as you say, you're saying that in essence, you know, even on the periphery, even on the background, we're so overstimulated that we can't manage anymore to, to, to find some quiet time. Isn't that what you're suggesting? Yeah, yeah. People are massively, overwhelm is where, we're, um, where, where the human race is at in the developed world. Uh, my personal view um, of 30 years experience in clinic is that most preventable modern illness is due to overproduction of stress hormones. So, um, mo you know, constantly having to chase deadlines, constantly having to monitor new forms of communication, emails, Twitter, Facebook, everything else. It's like being chased. And our brains don't have the ability to perceive the difference between psychological stress and physical stress. So as far as your primitive brain is concerned, the part of your brain that monitors danger, it believes it's in danger. So it releases adrenaline to cope with that, to make you into a superhuman to run away, fight or freeze, which are the available responses. Um, but in reality, you're not being chased. So you're left with a body flooded with corrosive stress hormones, which are highly pro-inflammatory, leading to the massive increase we're seeing in preventable diseases, autoimmune diseases, heart disease, cancer, um, diabetes, etc. So for me, my mission has become very simple. It's all about how can I teach the greatest number of people to self-manage 
essentially stress levels and adre- adrenaline levels in their body. Um, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, so is this then going back to what you do at, um, at BioSelf Technology? Is is your device? Could you tell us a bit more about that? Then? Yeah, exactly. So, bio, so what we're doing at BioSelf is to develop a a technology, a wearable device, which is the distillation of a clinic technology that we've been using for the last four years uh, in Harley Street with phenomenal results. I mean, so much so that it's now all I do with patients. And as I said, New Medicine Group is you know, the UK's leading um, uh, uh, integrated healthcare provider. So it's not like we're short of options. So uh, there's two, two of these technologies available. We have one, the other one's in a clinic in Switzerland, in a clinic that has the interesting distinction of being the world's most expensive clinic, a million pounds a week. A million pounds a week? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a million pounds a week. They have it and we have it. We developed their IV protocols. Um, and we both swear by it. It's both you know, absolutely changed what we do with people. So just, so just explain to me then, I, I come along to you, I'm having some really severe stress problems that are beginning to affect my life and, and actually beginning to affect my health. I'm not necessarily sure what, what you know, things are happening to me in terms of stress, but I, I've got a real problem. I come to your, you, know, you come to see you, what, what, what happens next? So in the clinic, uh, we do a stress profile. The, the thing about stress is that it's such a primitive, early evolutionary response that basically everybody responds in the same way. So there are individual biochemical differences. Of course, people are very different in many ways, uh, and there are cultural differences. The thing about the way that human beings respond to stress cuts through all of that, because the thing that copes with and monitors perception of stress in the body is your lizard brain, yeah, which is, you know, we've all got a, a several hundred million year old lizard sitting in the back of our brainstem, and you know, it's not very clever, but it's got its greeny scaly finger on the adrenaline button and if it believes that you are in threat it will press that button that's what's happening 24 hours a day or 12 hours or 10 hours a day with so many people adrenaline which is designed as a kind of you know in use of um, emergency use only natural drug is constantly being plugged into the system and the point is also when you're adrenalized all the behavior change techniques don't work so it's no good telling somebody to relax or breathe or calm down or even listen to an app when, as far as their uh, lizard brain is concerned, they're running away. Yeah, they're in emergency mode. So what, what, you know, what I realized is you have to cut through all of that. You also have to cut through the, um, the, the human intelligence, the frontal brain, which gets in the way of behavior change, all the excuses, all the reasons why you can't do stuff. I mean, Dan, for example, is always saying why he can't, you know, he shouldn't be eating that piece of cake at work. And, you know, you've got to run more and he shouldn't go down the pub on a Friday. No, but I still do all those things. Still do all those things. But, but, but seriously, what that is doing is it, it's, it's your intelligence is trying, to, is, is trying to make sense of it, I guess, or, or is trying to give yourself excuses of, about why you need to indulge in these practices that feel like it's relieving your stress. Yeah, short-term physical reward. So um, Dan's really good at that. <laughs> War- horrible warnings don't work. It doesn't matter how hideous you make the photographs on the side of cigarette packets. It makes no difference. Telling somebody they're going to die in 10 years is meaningless. You have to give people instant feedback, and the, the technology we have does that. It provides instant physical um, bi- biotactile feedback, so you, you, you know what's going on immediately and you feel good immediately. Um, but also um, you're rewarding the pleasure centers of the brain and normally that that's around addictive behavior like drinking and eating and sex etc so normally it's not necessarily positive behavior but I've got no problem 
hijacking those parts of the brain for positive behaviour patterns, which is essentially what we're doing. So, so have you got this, uh, how does this, this meditative thing work? So as, as I said before, coming to your clinic, you, you obviously explain to people what you're doing and, and you know, all that sort of stuff. Then what happens after that? Well, the wearable technology, which is the miniaturization of the clinical technology, reproduces the same kind of physiological responses that people produce in themselves during meditation. So, um, so it's, it's low frequency sound waves, so infrasonics on the chest, so it, using both the bone conduction phenomenon and our, and our own patent technology, it releases low frequency sound waves which are dispersed through the test and the chest and which relax uh, the breathing rate, the heart rate, the diaphragm. And then the heart goes into heart rate variability, enhanced heart rate variability, and then the vagus nerve increases vagal tone. That then, because the vagus nerve starts in the brainstem, the brain waves then start to slow down. So, it, it, you know, we are slowing down brain waves, but we're not, we're not personally, uh, by ourselves, big fans of direct brain stimulation technology for lots of reasons. Um, but, you know, going in via a much older, much more primitive nervous system, the vag- I mean, we've had a vagus nerve for about 500 million years. It's deeply, deeply hardwired into our, um, our cellular structure and our psychology, much more so than the human frontal brain. So, so in essence, what you're doing is, in, in a, using a wearable, what you're doing is you're bypassing the front bit of your head, which has got all the excuses in the intelligence bit, and what you're doing is you're going straight into the lizard at the back and actually telling it it doesn't need to run away, actually calm down, and, and all the other sort of physical sensory things that are going on, you're allowing people to actually calm down and meditate in, in, a, in, in a way, um, and, and this wearable is, is facilitating that. Exactly so. So why does a baby go asleep in the back of a car or why do cats love sitting on washing machines? Um, Our first perception of sound is in utero via the mother, via bone conduction. Um, Our first sensory perception as organisms in the primordial ooze hundreds of millions of years ago was the sense of vibration, long before we had mouths or ears or eyes. So, um, and there's a a thing about the longer you've had something in, in terms of cellular evolution, the more deep the response to it is. So our, our innate evolutionary response to low frequency sound waves is, is um, primordial. And as long as it's the right sound waves, because you can also use um, low frequency sound waves to upset people, but the right low frequency sound waves induce deep sleep, meditation and deep calm. And just, just finishing off, um, what sort of effects are you having? What sort of results are you having? It must be rewarding if you're, if you're spending, you spent probably a couple of decades banging your head against a wall and getting your own stress levels up. <laughs> um, and what, you know, how rewarding is this now? What, what are you seeing in terms of results? Well, it's very rewarding because I did come close to washing my hands of everything, you know, realizing that I'm not really doing anyone any good here. <clears throat> and so to revisit the wearable technology and to see the almost instant results we get is hugely rewarding. So, I mean, we see in hours on the clinical technology the results that would have taken months. Um, we see measurable change in things like breathing rate and heart rate variability in, in, in as little as five minutes. Now, I mean, that surprises us. We don't recommend, we don't say five minutes is really the exposure. We think 10, 15, 20 minutes a day is nice. And because you can use it, you know, while doing potentially other things or sleeping or relaxing, it's, you know, you don't have to take 20 minutes out of your day necessarily. Although we actually recommend, of course, that people do because everybody needs to do that. But the fact is everyone wants to juggle and multitask. So rather than kind of, you know, wave my 
um, fist and wash my hands of people. I'm trying to find a practical solution that enables the vision of um, you know uh, anyone being able to self-manage stress uh, to be achieved. Absolutely fascinating. Any thoughts from you to end, Dan? Yeah, I just think it's absolutely fascinating that as, no matter how sort of complicated our, our civilization become or our technology, we still have this um, we still have this sort of bit of this lizard brain in our back, the back that's just overriding everything just by pressing the, the hormone button, the adrenaline hormone. The thing is, we're still physic- we're still animals, you know. Yeah. At the end of the day, and and you know, there there is parts of the world at the moment that worries me a lot. You know, kids just can't even walk up the road without looking on their phone. You know, cr- crossing the road and all that sort of stuff. But they need they've got to switch off. They have to switch off. And I'm, I am slightly worried about where that's headed. Although you go around this show and some of the things are just fascinating and amazing, um, but it is it, it is pressurised. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then they you know. Children's attention span, you know, they're just interested in, in the next thing to, to satisfy that bit of the brain, I suppose. It's amazing. And yours too. Yes. Well, <laughs> thank you. Oh, you just want to add one, one last thing? Yeah, I was just going to say that, um, you know, being a non although of course there is an app, um, it's a non screen based tactile solution. So it's about getting people back in charge, back in, back in um, um, you know, contact with physical sensation. Um, uh, and um, reconnecting with the world around them in essence yeah absolutely reconnecting with the world taking wearables off the wrist which is you know the wrist is not a smart area the the term smart um, uh, um, uh, watch is a bit of a misnomer the body is a much more intelligent area that's, that's got nerves and has organs um, so you can you know with our device you can be wearing it you can be feeling it and it can be having a result without anyone around you knowing that well, absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much for joining us, Stefan. And um, I'm going to have a little look at that, actually. BioSelf Technology. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. And the, um, the soft launch of the device is today, uh, so people can go to getsensate.com. Getsensate.com. I'm going to have a little look at that. Thank you for joining us, Stefan. <laughs>